0: This is the Gambling Gauchos.
1: Somebody turn on some damn
2: music! You're listening to the Gambling Gauchos. Talking Texas Tech. Betting on the Big 12 and beyond. We've got everything you need: money lines, memes, and matadors. Well, you want to quit, Ethan? That'll be that day. Now here's Kyle Jacobson and Rob Bro, the money line matadors, the casino cowboys, the parlay picadors. You see, in this
1: world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns,
2: and those who dig. You
3: dig. With
2: The gambling gauchos. Oh, and one more thing. It's all West Texas. It always has been.
3: Take two. <laughs> Welcome into the Gambling Gauchos podcast. He's Rob Bro. I'm Kyle Jacobson. Rob Bro, the aficionado of all things technical difficulties.
0: I generally cause more technical difficulties than I fix, but I try.
3: Are we on right now?
0: Yeah, we're in the Cardinal Sports Center studio. You can see it behind us. I don't know why this keeps telling us that uh, the operating system has been changed, but we are recording and we're fine.
3: The operating system has been changed. If you'd
0: move your head, is that how
3: I said it, or no? That's like how I would say it. They can see, boom, right there, Cardinal Sports Center Studio. Now you can only see that if you're watching on YouTube, which you should subscribe to our new YouTube channel, or if you're streaming live because you're one of the Parlay Picadors from our Patreon community, Patreon.com/slash Gambling Gaucho. All kinds of membership perks over there. Part of your uh, monthly fee goes to the Matador Club. You get access to the number one Texas Tech fan Discord server. You get access to live streams of all of our podcasts. And we just started putting out kind of exclusive paywall content in written form. A breakdown of...
0: We did. Both of us, very hard work on that. Yeah. I noticed that you put in there. 50-50.
3: <laughs> uh, what we did, because I was sick and tired of... Well, I don't want to call anybody out by name. Wilner. You know who they are. The Pac-12 Propagandists. Kenzano just straight up lying on Twitter saying like, Oh, well this game got 800,000. This game got 400,000. Therefore the PAC 12 is better. What we did to kind of make this equally more of an apples to apples comparison is, well, let's look at all of the Fox sports one data instead of comparing games that are on Fox sports one to all the other (laughs) ESPN networks and ABC and Fox. Let's look at just Fox sports one. And we started with like a hundred something games And then we whittled it down to like, well, how about just the games played on Saturday? How about just the games that weren't in the After Dark time slot? And the data tells a pretty interesting story. It's a very different one than what they would tell you. And, you know, I used to think, you know, there's a quote, Rob. Never ascribe to malice what can be explained by incompetence. Mm. I used to think they were lying on purpose. But then when I asked John Wilner on Twitter one time, I was like, well, how many... Remaining, how many games among remaining Pac-12 teams have cleared this threshold of TV viewers? And he goes, you know, that's a good question. So now I think they just haven't taken the time to look at the data like we have. Do you know
0: where they got they just all the data that they use when they talk about all that stuff? The one Stuart Mandel piece that they all read. That is all the data they see and know, and they haven't done any independent research.
3: So if you want to be better educated than a typical Stuart Mandel Twitter follower... I would encourage you to read that piece on our Patreon and we will have more because why stop at Fox Sports 1? We'll break it down by ESPN U, ESPN 2, ESPN, ABC and Fox. We're going to control for all the variables that really need to be controlled for in order to make an apples to apples comparison and let you decide which conference is the more attractive partner for TV networks. Have you sent this to
0: anyone in particular?
3: Yes. Good. And we will be sending more to some people who need to see it.
2: Good.
0: Uh, before we get into, like, Kansas and stuff.
3: Yeah, that was like an insane tangent to start the show on. But anyway, right. you can read that. Patreon.com slash gambling shows. Now let's get to the rest of our agenda here in the Cardinal Sports Center studio.
0: Along with, you know, the Discord and the everything else you get with the Patreon. Right. Um. Did you see Mike Leach this week?
3: Yeah, man. Go He's playing the classics.
0: He is. And, and I will say this. It, I'm a... I like to see trends. Okay? And not just like number trends because I don't really do too good with numbers. But well, and, you're, and you're a trendsetter. I'm a trendsetter. I like to see trends. The last time that Mike Leach talked about fat little girlfriends, uh, he only lasted for two more months. Mm. There are rumors swirling. That he wants out of Starkville and that Auburn is his preferred landing place. Hmm. That's message board rumor, but still rumor. Uh, does Mike Leach coach in Starkville next year as the Mississippi State head coach?
2: Their fat little girlfriends are telling him what they want to hear, which is how great you are.
3: I like to. I liked his second rendition. I liked the sequel of Fat Little Girlfriends better because he said something yeah. about a fish sandwich. And yeah, you
0: sitting under trees. The chairs out on the sideline were just them sitting out under trees with a fish sandwich and a lemonade and their Fat Little Girlfriends.
3: I think that one was even better.
0: That, and that was just one line. The Texas A and M rant was just a, a, a soliloquy, and he went on for he probably said Fat Little Girlfriends seven times in that one. This one he just dropped it once and
3: moved on. I'm going to answer your question, but before I do, do you remember his video on the Jumbotron, like, giving dating advice to the Texas Tech students? No. It was hilarious. I mean, it, it's classic leech. Like, he, he can just go on and on. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the premise of it was, like, you know, you want to take her to a steakhouse somewhere like Kegel's, no free ads. Because, you know, you want to test her out. Like, if she just orders a salad, that's not a good sign. You want to see her eat an actual meal. You want to see her order a, you know, a ribeye or sirloin and see if she can put down an actual meal with sides, and then you know, he's talking about, like, what you want to do after the date and the places to go in Lubbock, and, like, he's got reasoning behind all of it. It's not just, oh, well, you know, I enjoy eating here, so you should take her there. Like, he's got the logic behind it. Like, here's what you can learn about your date through this process, and this is why this move is better than that move, and it's great. It's like a three-minute-plus-long video on Mike Leach's dating advice. Having said that, can we reuse any of it? <laughs> no, I mean, I... <laughs> Probably saw it too late in oh, okay. the in the process. <laughs> um would would we agree that Mississippi State is in the bottom tier of jobs in the SEC? Yes. I think he took that job because he wasn't an attractive candidate for like true blue blood jobs that you're gonna have really competitive coaching searches. Right. But I think him taking the job at Mississippi State has kind of allowed him to at least demonstrate a little bit of proof of concept in that conference. And he could move up a tier in the SEC. Now, he's not ever going to be courted by Alabama or Tennessee. But could he go to Auburn or Ole Miss? Like if Lane Kiffin leaves, that'd be a heck of a storyline. Or a school like that, more in that realm than sort of the bottom rung where you're not really going to be able to sustain success in all likelihood. Because that's all he's ever coached at. Like Texas Tech kind of gets that rap in the Big 12. Yeah. Especially the old Big 12 when they were paired with Texas. I I don't think it's true
0: anymore, but I do think it was true then.
3: And he goes to Wazoo, which yep. is that school in the Pac-12. Yeah, And now he's at Mississippi State, which is next to Vandy and maybe Kentucky before Stoops got there, like that tier of schools in the SEC. And so he's never really had a chance to be at one of those schools with a resources advantage or a prestige advantage. So I would kind of like to see him get a shot at Auburn and see what he can do.
0: I think that would be a bad hire for Auburn, but I would love to see it.
3: I mean, if you're Auburn... How do you fire Gus Malzahn and then two years later go to Mike Leach? Aren't they yep. more, more or less the same guy? Uh, yes. Uh, more or less. I think Malzahn is less quirky, but like the offense, we're going to punch up once miraculously every season and then we're going to disappoint twice a season and finish eight and four, nine and three. Well,
0: Malzahn went to a national championship, right?
3: Yes, he lost to Jameis. But if you remember that season, they won on a hail mary versus Georgia, won on the kick six versus Bama. Might have had another like hail mary or last second field goal. Like they were this close to eight and four, and they were also this close to winning the national championship. Right. So, I I think there's football go man. There's that just like crazy air that surrounds both Malzahn and Leach. It would be kind of funny if Auburn wound up with Leach after two years being removed from Gus Malzahn. Certainly better than Harson. Why did they hire him in the first place?
0: They didn't have anyone else to hire.
3: Like as soon as they hired him, yeah, nobody liked him.
0: Nobody liked him. Weird. Well, the intern liked him.
3: Do we have the uh, rim shot on here?
0: Uh, I don't think I ever put the rim shot on back on.
3: It's kind of like playing Russian roulette with, with the soundboard because we, we kind of no, we got it all. We, we figured it out. We went like Air all horn. out. With- the first week we had this, and yeah. we haven't really used it very consistently since then. No, we haven't. We got away from it. The rim shot would have been great there, though. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. Go mess with my board, man. <laughs> so we just we just hit random ones. See, That's this is song of the week, man. This is a song of the week from Kansas State. <laughs> I don't know how to use the board. We'll just we'll let it go. Um, Kansas. Yeah, I have a question for you, okay. straight off the bat. Straight off the bat.
0: And this is something that uh, I don't want to say, okay?
3: But some things have to be said.
0: It's, it has to be said. Is this a must-win? Yeah. Kansas, 6-3. and three, Yeah, I mean... In November,
3: in Lubbock, a must-win? <laughs> That's not a guarantee? Yeah, I mean, that, that term... You know, you always have the guys like, well, technically, it's not a must-win because right. you could win the next, but like, yeah.
0: Mathematically, it's not to get a bowl game, and but... It,
3: in every sense of the term... You can't lose... This would be your third loss in a row? Just the faith of the fan base. And then you're technically in official must-win territory if you lose this one, and that's not... Yeah. You want to play your last two games with a shot in either one to punch your ticket. Yes. You don't want to be back against the wall the last two games.
0: And you don't want to go winless except for West Virginia through October and November. Right. At what point does... The fan base at large pushed the panic button. I would argue the panic button has been pushed on Kitley to an extent. A little bit. Not by, you know, everyone, but I think there's, well, uh, at least 45% of my Twitter following was, was clicking the no button on Kitley on the Pulse of the People job approval Tuesday.
3: I voted no. Did you? And the way I interpreted the question – Now, had you said, like, do you still want Zach Kelly to be the offensive coordinator here, I would have said yes. Right,
0: but do you approve of the job he's doing? No. No.
3: He hasn't run the ball enough. And I think he's gone with the wrong quarterback. Multiple times. So I don't think it's all bad. I haven't lost faith in him and his coaching talent and ability. I know what he did at Western Kentucky. I know what he did at Houston Baptist. I think he can replicate that here. But right now, since you ask that as a snapshot every week, no, I didn't approve of... What I saw at TCU, zooming out, I don't approve of what I saw the first nine games as a whole. There were good moments, but it's, it's been outweighed with like, dude, hand the ball off to your two best players. So I, I actually voted no for the first time this season. I,
0: I'm still on the yes train, but I understand a no vote for Zach Kidley. I do. And especially if you look at it week to week and not overall, um, there certainly have been several no's that I would say week to week, I would have disagreed. I didn't like the NC State performance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it became more apparent once Barron Morton played a couple games. Uh, but I didn't like the, the Baylor game plan, or at least the execution of it. I didn't like a lot of what happened in Fort Worth, though. Watching it live always feels a little bit different, especially on the road. But, man... It just feels like you left a lot of meat on the bone um, opting for a couple of plays. And again, execution is not Zach Kitley's fault, but officiating. But the offense is Zach Kitley's domain. and much in the same way that a president gets blamed for a lot of things because he's at the top, or a head coach gets blamed for a lot of things because he's at the top, a baseball manager. The offensive coordinator is going to take the brunt of the blame when things don't work. And they didn't work and they haven't worked to the expectation of the Texas Tech fan base. I've got a couple more
3: takes on your job approval poll. Okay. Is
0: Is it about the defensive coordinator too?
3: I've got a take on all of them. Okay. Me too. For those who don't know what we're talking about, at Rob Bro Show on Twitter runs a weekly Pulse of the People just approve or disapprove. Do you approve of the job head coach Joe McGuire's doing? Offensive coordinator Zach Kidley is doing? Defensive coordinator Tim DeRuiter is doing? And it's interesting to see how it tracks throughout the season. Rob, I gave a presentation in Illinois last week when you and Mainville did the pod. Mm-hmm. And one of the slides on my presentation was about how you can never get 100% of people to agree on anything. I said that 7% of Americans think that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Wild. Six percent of Americans think they could win a fight against a grizzly bear. I'm looking at him. One <laughs> percent of Americans think the Earth is flat. And so you ran the poll on Tim DeRudder. Looking at him. <laughs> and I think, I think he won. He was his approval rating was ninety nine to one, right? Yes. I, I'm wondering who the heck these one percent. And I know there's always going to be that one percent on anything. You could poll You could pulse the people and say, "Is the sky blue?" And even if somebody's just trolling on Twitter, they'll vote no. Yeah. 99 to 1 is as high as anybody's approval rating could ever get. Well, it's not blue. It's just how you see it. There we go. Yeah. There's also, in
0: Lubbock, it, often a brown sky. I will say this, though. Hey, man. I put re- up Mark Adams. Recruits might be listening to this podcast. Oh, sorry. Podcast. Sorry. My bad. Lubbock's awesome. Um. There's a... <laughs> there's a... Uh, I put Mark Adams up as a bonus. And he was like 98%.
3: He just went 18-0 at home. Well, And I, I love Tim DeRuiter. Yeah. I think he's done a good job. But having said that, we're still like sixth in the conference in defense. Seventh. And we're like 60th nationally, depending on which metric you're looking at.
0: 90th in scoring defense.
3: Well, scoring defense is not a— Well, it's the offense putting them in bad situations. No, I just—even beyond no, but that's, beyond that, which, that's is, a lot of it, which yeah. is true, uh, I'd go per drive. So you're playing more plays and drives there. But having said that, like, what would the his, his approval rating cannot get any higher. No. I, imagine if we had the best defense in the FBS.
0: When Joey was 96 and four,
3: at four and five, I was surprised by that because of the the grumbling about analytics and yeah. fourth down and what the hell are you doing? I was surprised to see him that high. Now, no, I want to clarify my position. I love all three of them. Yeah, I voted disapprove on Zach Kelly just based on the recent. That sounds like the Rob Bro
0: show. <laughs> I have to clarify over and over and over again for new people well, joining Well, I still want in. somebody
3: to hear this. When I say that I'm surprised McGuire's oh, that clip high, it, yeah. it's not because I think he should be lower. I just thought the fan base sentiment was kind of shifting. Yes. I'm glad he's still at 96%. And I'm, yeah. I'm still all in. Like, I haven't, I haven't swayed at all.
0: Well, my point today was, if you look at the history of Texas Tech football, for most of the people voting in this Twitter poll, let's say since 2000, um, or at least just the memory of Texas Tech football for everyone voting in it because since 2000 is so prevalent now. The offense has a higher expectation. And Kitley doing as much as he's doing this year is looked upon poorly, even though he's rated highly you know, across the conference, the, it's the top five offense, whatever else. Top five in what? Well... I guess I'd have to go look at the actual numbers.
3: We have the second worst offense in the conference.
0: In what respect? Per point, drive?
3: Points per drive.
0: Okay. Well, I was talking total and everything else. And, but
3: And a whole host of other metrics. Really? We have a bad offense. The offense is bad. But I, I guess my point like, was... Well, hey, we lead the country in passing. So what? You throw the ball 250 times a game, you should lead the country in passing. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have a good offense.
0: Well, my point was that even with the bad offense... You have a higher expectation. So you can have a bad defense, which is sixth in the the conference, and be 99% and have a seventh-ranked offense and be 55%.
3: I remember Cliff in 2014, his worst offensive year here, we were like 20th. 20 some, yeah, 20 something Nationally. And people thought the offense sucked. People were
0: freaking out.
3: But the defense, we're like begging David Gibbs, like, dude, if we just had a top 85 defense. Yeah. They would be more. They were more approving of a top eighty-five defense than they were a top twenty offense. Yes. So I totally agree. The the expectation and the reality. You're not starting at like a balanced right. position there.
0: I predicted Kitley to be around seventy-two percent, and I thought DeRuiter would take a step back this week, but he is strong now. I started doing this in twenty twenty, I think, early twenty twenty, maybe the last couple of weeks of two thousand nineteen. And boy, howdy, let me tell you that 2020 poll was pretty wild. And then the 2021 poll was even more wild, but Patterson beyond maybe the 70 point debacle in Austin was at like 85% all year. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, people respect a defense that is just competent. He still gave up 30 points per game like to it's
3: because our fans they saw Patrick Mahomes lose two games when he scored 60 points or more they saw Patrick Mahomes lose I can't remember if it was six or eight games oh yeah where we scored 40 points or more so basically all they've been asking for they're like hey the defense could just hold them to like 31 points just be competent then you could win some games which is like not a terribly high bar to set no and what's
0: crazy is Patterson even giving up 70 held teams to 30 last year mm-hmm. but he only scored 30 per game yeah And in 2016, you're giving up 45 and scoring
3: 45. Mm -hmm. So, Just a different way to lose.
0: Yeah. It's frustrating.
3: Before we get into Kansas, because there was some interesting data points, I thought that, uh, to me, forecast a very clear path to victory and a very clear path to defeat, depending on how this game goes. I want to give a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors. First and foremost, Rahino Barbecue. Y'all know them. Y'all love them. Mm. Best barbecue in West Texas. It's true. On Saturday, if you're coming in for the game, it's a night game. You've got plenty of time to go grab Rahino for lunch. Follow them on social, at Rojino BBQ, Ruhino if you want to place your order in advance. And then we welcomed a new sponsor into the fold earlier this week, Stay Trig, staytrig.com. They're a short-term rental, similar to an Airbnb, but they're local. Upscale. Upscale, So every single house is professionally decorated. They're furnished to the same standard. Instead of kind of rolling the dice on Airbnb and wondering, okay, is this going to be a nice house? Is it going to be a lower quality house? If you get stuck kind of making last minute travel plans and you don't want to take the last hotel room available in Lubbock for a jacked up rate, book with Staytrig instead. It's good for business travel. If you're in and out of Lubbock for your job, you come back for graduation, reunions. Football games, basketball games, staytrig.com. And because they love the gambling gauchos so much, and our listeners, 10% off your first rental with staytrig.com using the promo code gauchos. Let them know we sent you. You get a little bit of a discount. And I think it beats an Airbnb or a hotel room.
0: For sure. It's a Picador Party. They're at the uh, StayTrig. StayTrig.com.
3: Yeah. That, hey. That's so our parlay picadors. They've come into town for a couple home games, have a lot of fun hanging out with them. And it's always like, hey, whose hotel, whose Airbnb are we meeting at? Now we're going to do Stay Trig. For sure. And that's where the party's going to be.
0: Off the little uh, chat here, I like your hat, Robert. Uh, Thank you. But it's always weird when people call me Robert.
3: When I met your mom at the tailgate at yeah. Cardinals, uh-huh. she introduced herself. She goes, I'm Robert's mom. And I was yeah. like, Oh, yeah, Rob. Rob. Okay. So that
0: was organic. Mm-hmm. I, it was Robert all the way until, you know, through high school. And when I got to college, people just organically started calling me Rob. And it stuck. And I prefer it. But there are very few people that still call me Robert. Um, and I guess this, you know, Twitch user is, is one of them. I don't know who that is. I should know. I don't remember which uh, person that is. but I don't know either. uh, Thank you. Thank you for the hat, love. It's a great hat. Another one, go Rangers. Yes, thank you. Go Rangers. Uh, Canyon says, my wife is a big Jayhawk fan. We'll be in Lubbock to watch the game, praying praying to avoid the worst nine-hour drive back home to Kansas City Sunday morning.
3: Hey, can I? Yeah, that would be brutal. Can I actually rebut that a little bit? That it's not a nine-hour
0: drive to Kansas City?
3: No. If you lose to Kansas, they will have beaten in the last calendar year. No. They will have beaten Texas. Don't rebut this. West Virginia. It's
0: still Kansas.
3: Texas, West Virginia. Oklahoma uh, State. Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech. They'll be have beaten half the conference.
0: Yeah. That it, doesn't make me feel any better.
3: No, I mean it— Look, I don't want to take the L either, but like losing. I mean, be seven and three. Losing to Kansas used to be this monumental. Still L. is. No, it's they'd be seven and three, probably in the top twenty-five again. I don't care. It's 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 not as bad as it used but to be. But it feels bad. Uh, yeah, I don't want to lose to Kansas. Don't get me wrong.
0: And I think it's worse, you know, inside the couple. I wouldn't know. Like, I wouldn't want to lose to the Vikings.
3: You we're, know, we're not a couple. Well, we are a little bit. Uh, we're really not. I'm a married Co-hosts. man, happily. Well, it's not
0: that kind of couple
3: but are you too insecure to say that even then we're we're both Texas Tech fans we're coupled I've never dated anybody that
0: I'm a Cowboys fan you're a Vikings fan we're about to have a bet on it
3: yeah I I feel bad for y'all honestly we're about to beat the Bills so
0: Josh Allen's not playing
3: is that confirmed (laughs) it's
0: pretty heavily confirmed I hope
3: hope he's not I'm playing him in fantasy this week so I hope no you're not he's not gonna play Kirk Cousins best quarterback in the NFC uh yeah probably Dude, Aaron Rodgers is washed. I used to I used to like ironically root for Kirk Cousins cuz I was just stuck with him. You yeah. know, the Vikings gave him a contract. I was like, I guess this is my life now, I have to root for Kirk Cousins. And I hated him, like I would bitch all the time with yeah. those backbreaking this. interceptions. Yeah. And I would tell my wife, I'm like, I freaking hate Kirk Cousins, and they would just keep extending him, one year, one year, and I was like, we're never going to get rid of this guy. I actually kind of like him now. The playoff game well, in Nola, yeah. It, it started to kind of turn me And then the. Well, Case Keenum also beat. I liked Case Keenum. He's he's from Abilene. Yes. But Kirk Cousins now, I actually freaking love him. He's like wearing the chains. He's embraced the you like that thing. Like he knows he's kind of a dork. Like I don't think Russell Wilson's figured it out yet. So Kirk Kirk Cousins is becoming immensely more likable to me. Like he was giving this post game locker room speech and he's breaking him down. He's like, all right, you like that on three. One, two, three. You like that. I freaking love him now. That's good. for you.
0: I used to hate him. Now I'm like all in on Kirk. Cousins. Well, it's easy when you're seven and one.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. The Vikings are seven and one. Yeah, yeah. People forget that.
0: I don't think anyone has forgotten that in this conversation. Skull baby. Why don't you want to say you're my co-host? I am your co-host. Okay, co-pilot. Yeah. How how would you rate my driving beyond the one incident? <laughs> the one incident. Yeah, where I kind of crossed some traffic. Uh...
3: I wasn't going to say anything, Rob. Uh huh. <laughs> Since you posed the question, I'll, I'll yeah. say like. Six and a half.
0: That's pretty good. You wanna out know out of eight?
3: You wanna know how to? Uh, <laughs> you wanna know one of my biggest pet peeves? Uh huh. You know how to read, right? Yeah. So you see those signs all over the highway that say left lane for passing only. Yeah. You just don't care?
0: Not at twelve not at twelve thirty at night when no one's there, no.
3: I uh that drives me nuts. I Was hate Was that on the
0: way there or the way
3: home? Both. Drives I feel me like- drives me crazy. I hate when people do that. All, I
0: feel, like, but it's it's useless to get over just for hundred yards to just pass another person.
3: N- okay, in that instance, but like and there was nobody
0: behind me when, when I was doing that. When you're
3: there for thirty minutes, it's a problem. Yeah, but I'm passing people continuously. No, <laughs> not the other thing you do that. Uh, you asked for a uh-huh, few yeah. <laughs> You're a little bit jerky sometimes. Like you're just a little bit uh, like if you're like re- if you're repositioning yourself, you will just kind of like. Yeah. Use the wheel to brace yourself and, you the, scared truck, of that? and the truck would like yeah. kind of jolt a little bit. Yeah, that's all right. Well safe. It, 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 yeah, no, we didn't have any problems. But I'm I'm You're more just a of like scared a scared or what? No, it's just Well sometimes you gotta readjust. You weren't as skilled of a driver as I fancy myself to okay. be. And so.
0: All right, there it is.
3: Anytime I'm a passenger in a in the vehicle, somebody who's not as good of a driver you as You could have driven. Uh I mean it was your vehicle, you didn't offer
0: well, you so, were just like, hey, you're driving, right? And then I, you're just like, hey, I'll pay for gas. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm driving.
3: No, I asked if your truck was in good shape, and you said, yeah, I'll, I'll drive. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I just got an oil change.
0: I feel like you were uh, hitting at that. Six and a half, though, that's not bad. It,
3: kinda it's not I kind of felt like bad. you were no, 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 I don't think you're a little bit a while bad I was driving. Driver. No. And then the fact that you're a driver who wanted to play road trip games was a little bit concerning. I didn't, I didn't ever once say, do you I'm want to play a guy. road trip game? I said... You asked twice. You tried to open that door twice, and I was like, no. Well, you
0: thought I was talking about I Spy. Yeah. It's not I Spy. Or it's, it's, I wanted to talk sports, but— We talked sports the whole the whole weekend. I know. That's what we did. Is talking sports I did a, uh, say, is that I a road did trip say game? When, when Spencer Rogers was there with me, shout out Spencer, I had to start a game because he was shut down and I was falling asleep. But he didn't. he didn't enjoy it either. He I, actually, okay. I think, hated
3: it, really. Okay, rate me as a passenger. Six and a half. <laughs> you're, just, you're just being vindictive now. Because I could have dozed off. It was 1 a.m. You could have. And I was like, no, Rob, you know, I don't want Rob to get tired or bored, so I'll stay awake. First
0: of all, there's I'm nothing wrong the a with a good road trip game. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with it. Are you 12 years old? What? I'm not talking I spy, man. I was talking about like, Naming old play you don't just do that as a dude. It's like a bar game.
3: How many states uh how many state license plates can we find?
0: That's not what I was talking about. There's a classic movie game that we played with uh Spencer, but he wasn't very good.
3: Okay, am I a better passenger than Spencer? No. Wow. Equal.
0: Mm. Except he, he actually played the road trip game with me.
3: Gotta up my game. So so that's a that's a big sticking point for you. Yeah. Okay. You were just you no, just I'll completely remember that shut time. it down. Yeah, I did. I'll I'll give it a shot next time. I don't want to play I Spy though, but if you have a different game, I, I never said I Spy. I didn't say you did. I just said I'm not playing I Spy. Yeah, but you keep bringing it up like that's the one I wanted to play. Uh, no, you're interpreting it like I'm do saying ever, it that way.
0: Do you ever just like say, "Hey, let's name Big Twelve uh, wide receivers all time," and then just go back and forth and name old wide receivers? It's fun. Yeah, we should have done that. You, sh- you should have suggested that. I did, but
3: instead you're going on and on about I Spy. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. <laughs>
0: Oh my I'm, god! I'm
3: rob for I know.
0: Yeah, I know. The people though.
3: I, I spy more messages on the chat. Do equally, we want to equally as
0: bad. It's just uh, Spitzer <laughs> defending himself. Uh, Kyle, those rob road trip games are brutal. I'm with you there.
3: Uh, and then he said they were. Solidarity. You were
0: equally as bad as a passenger.
3: Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll do better next time.
0: No, I thought you were great. Okay. Eight point two.
3: We also we could have done some carpool karaoke.
0: You have not been pulled over in like eight years.
3: That's Carpool good. karaoke. Yeah. You're not going to just like jammed out to whatever.
0: Well, we did listen to music. Uh, you you never offered to pull out the, that was one thing I expected you to do. You never wanted the ox what? cord
3: Oh, the ox cord. <laughs> you
0: had to do it myself. Part of the reason I was so jerky is because I was uh, <laughs> looking at my, <laughs> looking at my, <laughs> looking at my music. All right. We've talked enough about
2: the road trip. <laughs> We're on to Where Kansas. Where are we going next, man?
3: Um, we're going. We're definitely going to Ames when they build that new tailgate zone. Oh yeah. I don't know what the timeline is on that, but absolutely, we're going there. And we need to go to our new brethren, not Houston, because no, what the heck is the point? But I want to go to Provo. I want to go to Nippert and the Bounce House. Yeah. And whatever BYU stadium is called, we'll just have to take like biggest a, stadium in the Big Twelve. Yeah, sixty-four thousand. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Texas Tech plays the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh-huh. You know, I we actually did get some feedback from one of our listeners who was like, yeah, you guys need to just do like random banter, just guy stuff, like not all Texas Tech sports. Well,
0: oh, there you go. We can talk about road trips for 10 minutes.
3: I hope we didn't go overboard, but that's a little bit of just nonsense. But I know somebody else is listening right now like, talk about the game. Shut up about your stupid road trip.
0: I'm a better driver than
3: 6.5. Prove it. I have an immaculate record. Okay, Texas Tech versus Kansas. <laughs> Rob, I'm going to drop some numbers on your head, but before I do that, let's talk like gut feeling. Tell me about this game. First off, how are you feeling versus the spread, the total? Any thoughts on that? And then just like, what do you want to see from the Red Raiders?
0: I I feel good about minus three and a half. Um. But when that was the line against West Virginia, I thought it was free money. I mean, I just thought that was an awful, awful line. And it closed there. And I thought it should be a touchdown or more. Um, I was proven right. In this respect, while I like three and a half, it doesn't feel like free money to me. I mean, I think it's going to be a bit of a battle. And what I'm hoping is, Kansas, who just threw their goalposts into a river, comes in a little bit sleepy against Texas Tech. You know, Kansas 6-3. and three.
3: You don't think we're the Super Bowl?
0: Looking over Texas Tech a little bit? No, I think, I mean, if they're 7-5 and five and they beat Kansas State to close the year, don't you think they're really, really happy? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think the fan base cares much about
3: beating us. Do they have a football fan base?
0: Well, no, because basketball started.
3: That's okay. I'm not trying to like just throw shade at Kansas fans. Right. But you and I try to interact with and engage with fans from all across the Big 12. It's easier in the state of Texas because a little bit more rivalry there and all that. It's kind of like hard to make connections with West Virginia or Iowa State fans. There's like no Kansas football accounts. There are some generic fan no. accounts, but they cover 90% basketball. I'm like, where are you guys? Y'all are having a great season. Your head coach should be national coach of the year. I wish there was a few more Kansas football fans on Twitter for us to interact with. But yeah. Um, I So I was looking at some data from our friend K-State fan. KSU fan. You're familiar yep. with him?
0: Yeah. Is this what he's... Oh, this is not what I was thinking of.
3: He compiles the per drive stats and analytics for everybody in the Big 12. And this is where I'm telling you that our offense is the ninth best in the Big 12. Kansas is the second best. They're averaging 3.2 points per possession. You're only averaging 2.1. Wouldn't
0: you have loved to play Oklahoma State last week in Lubbock? Yeah. Instead of when you played them in Stillwater? Absolutely. Because that's what Kansas got.
3: So, you and I at the post game after TCU and and Mainville dropped that bomb on us about forty one carries being the threshold, and that includes quarterback rushes. I would want to break that down further by handoffs. But he said when you exceed forty one carries, you're three and O and three turnovers. When you don't hand the ball off forty or when you don't run the ball forty one times. You're 1-5 with 16 turnovers. So my mindset coming into this was run the damn ball, period. Even if it's not working, uh, run some clock. It'll help you set up the pass game. Maybe you don't throw three interceptions with whoever's playing quarterback. Just run the ball. Even if you're getting three and a half per carry, you just got to grind it out, kind of like you did first Texas. Then I looked into these numbers, and I went from run the damn ball To run the damn ball. They do have a bad secondary, though. I feel like Stephen A., like, stay off the weed. Yeah. Run the damn ball. Listen to this. It's a family podcast. You run the ball on basically 40% of your plays. Uh Uh-huh. And somebody's oh sixty forty. oh, 60-40, that's pretty balanced. No, it's not. Do you know what Mike Leach says about balance? What? Balance
0: isn't running the ball 50% of the time. It's getting the ball in the hands of your playmakers at a balanced rate. Okay. And you are not getting the ball into your playmakers' hands at a balanced rate because Taj and Siradric are not getting nearly enough touches as a, a balanced offense would give.
3: What are they, like 122 FBS teams? Yeah. Do you want to know what you are in run rate? 119th.
0: Wow.
3: Run the damn ball. Furthermore, do you know what you're Success rate while running the ball. Do you know what it is?
0: Uh, what, what's the... I don't exactly know what success
3: yeah. rate means. It's like... I don't know what the metric is. Um, Four. Let me see. If, so success rate, rate of successful offensive plays based on down and distance. So it's some kind of formula like okay. if it's third and two, are you successful? A good in, number. Yeah. Because like a, a four-yard carry on second and 20 is very different than a four-yard carry on fourth and three. Right, right. Your success rate running the ball... 37th best in the country. Oh, wow. Pretty damn good. Yeah. So I say run the damn ball.
0: You say damn a lot.
3: Do you want to know what your success rate passing the ball is?
0: Ooh, 90th.
3: 104th (sighs) in the country. Why would you do that when you're 39th best success rate running the ball? Run the damn ball.
0: I would like to see these numbers before last week.
3: Now, he also measures KSU underscore fan on Twitter. Great follow. Uh He is. He measures explosiveness. Same deal. I don't know exactly what qualifies as explosive. Not very explosive. Actually, you're pretty explosive. It's one of the only things you do well offensively. You're 23rd best in explosive plays. Interesting. Running the ball, 13th best in the country. Okay. Throwing the ball, 69th best. Okay, that's what I meant. Again, you are clearly better at running the ball on a per-down basis. The problem is you don't run the damn ball. Now, that's all just Texas Tech. That's not opponent-adjusted. So let's scroll over here to the defensive side and see how Kansas fares against the run. First off, Kansas' defense is as bad as your offense is. They're ninth best in the Big 12, 114th nationally in points per drive surrendered the Jayhawks defense.
0: Is that good? No.
3: This is like 2015 Texas Tech bad. Okay. It's, yeah. really, it's really bad.
0: They were very similar to 2015 Texas Tech, they just want Patrick
3: Mahomes. Do you want to know their success rate nationally in stopping the run?
0: Uh, 92nd. 121st. Ooh, how many teams are there? I think 122. I think last check there's 130. Oh, okay. It used to be 122. Okay. Yeah. Still. Either way.
3: <laughs> Bottom 10. Do you know what I have to say to that? Run. Run the damn ball. Oh, I missed it. That. Run. That's no, all right. <laughs> Run the You gotta start it. You gotta ball. hit the du- uh, and then and then you hit you're it. horrible. Ass. I'll just do it. Run the ball. But you
0: all right. What? Well, it's like run the ball. <laughs> uh we're both
3: bad at it, dude. No, I I did fine. Okay. Now, success rate. Kyle why do you think you're better than me? I don't <laughs> You seen that Family Guy episode? <laughs> do
2: you know what I'm talking no.
3: about? Um Brian realizes that he's, I guess, like not as smart as he thinks he is. Uh Uh-huh. So Peter Griffin is going to teach him how to be like scumbag white trash. He's like, you know, now part of being white trash is asking anybody that you're mad at if they think that they're better than you. So they like go to Fenway or something and like, he has an interaction. He's like, you think you're better than me? And the other guy's like, you think you're better than me? And they just do that back and forth like six times. What are you trying to say? I feel like, I don't know. Are you being a a sensitive Red Raider?
0: (laughs) That I'm white trash? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm accusing you
3: of being the sensitive Red Raider. Oh, that's true. Okay, rush defense, success rate, Kansas 112th nationally, run the damn ball.
0: What are they against the pass? 116th. Yeah, I mean... They're you, not good at either. Yeah.
3: But you're not good at throwing the ball. Especially not with your best quarterback out. So I if, say run the damn ball.
0: If if I told you Sir Roderick and Taj got 30 carries and Shimanek, Shimanek, Shuck... Threw a deep 10 times on play-action passes. Would you say that's a win or not? No. 40 carries. We're, we're getting there. 20
3: a piece. Yeah. Okay. Well, 25 apiece. Well, that's... I mean, how many plays you running? Uh, you've been running like 100. Okay. I mean, are you allowed to run the ball more than you throw it? Are, yes. Are, are they going to take Kitley out of the stadium in handcuffs if we do that?
0: I think another thing that this doesn't account for is some of the extended run game that you have. Were you throwing I, it out to Xavier White and yeah, I don't stuff like that.
3: Hand the ball off to your two best players. Okay. Now, the one thing Kansas's defense does appear to be good at is in these explosiveness me- metrics. Sixteenth best nationally in defending explosive plays. Twenty fifth against the rush. Twenty second against the pass. I guess that works out to sixteenth total. Now, would you say you're more likely on offense to generate an explosive play? Through the air or on the ground? If you're Texas Tech, in a on vacu- the ground in in a vacuum on the air in the air. So if you're not good at throwing the ball and they're good at defending explosive plays, they're bad at defending run plays, and you're yeah. good on a per play basis at running the ball. What the hell should you do? Run the damn ball. Okay, that. So Mainville said forty one is the magic number, but some of that is quarterback sacks and apparently like speed options and stuff. <laughs> no. Apparently. You have Taj Brooks and Sir Roderick Thompson. You don't need to run a speed option. You need to just turn around. Or a quarterback power. You had a great tweet, my friend. Thank you. Because I'm not any better than you, so I can acknowledge that you have a great tweet. It was during the Wells and Yost era. Uh-huh. They were trying to run some screen pass to Sir Roderick. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to run some screen pass to Sir Roderick Thompson. Oh, and God. He kind of like fumbled it. And, yeah. And you tweeted, if you want to give Sir Roderick Thompson the ball, just turn around and hand it to him. Yeah. Look. Kitley makes a lot more money than me to do this. I trust him to game plan way better than I could. But I'm saying each back should get 20 carries this game. Yeah. Now, I, I wouldn't take the over on that estimate, but that needs, if we come out on the first drive and throw three of those screen passes or whatever, I might jump out of the stadium, run the damn ball.
0: I like uh, 35 running back carries, and I think that's good. Um, I would love 45. Especially if it's successful. Okay, if, you, if you're first Wait, 30... Did you see me kill that fly and then squeeze it in my fingers and then it run off, fly it's off? It's on you. Can I get it? It, fly, it flew off. Can I get it? Yeah, you can try. <laughs> Wouldn't it close. It got away. <laughs> it was
3: close. But okay. But I, 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 I killed it. It was laying there and then it just flew off. I didn't kill it. If your first 30 handoffs go really bad well, omen. why would you stop at 35. Just do it 20 times on the first half and then keep yeah. it going if it's working like it ought to based on what the numbers are telling I d- us.
0: I do want you to run early because you ran late against Baylor and scored two touchdowns, but it was too late to really do it effectively what, for the entire half.
3: That's the other thing I'm looking at. West Virginia, Baylor, TCU, yeah. they're running for four and a half, five, six, a pop. Yeah. Just do it. I would like to go Especially back. when your quarterback is nine of 22 and like probably still dinged up or has it in his head that he's dinged up. Yeah. What the hell are we doing? Run the damn ball.
0: I would like to go back and look at all the successful drives, the touchdown drives for Texas Tech and see if those were, see what the see what the metric is there. Because I feel like against Baylor, you had successful runs on both of your touchdown drives. Um, and then I believe TCU, you had the successful runs that started the drive and then you hit Duran Bradley over the middle.
3: Yeah, and, and I'm fine with one playing off the other and that's, that's another element of running the ball. If you do it well enough, it'll open up the pass game, which you need help. Like, you can't just go dictate the terms in the pass game right now. You can't say, we're, we're going to line it up, and our quarterback and our receivers are better than your guys. Other than, like, West Virginia, that strategy has not really worked. Maybe first half against Oklahoma State? Yeah. Do you know what else? you know what else running the ball does? What? It allows
0: your defense to be fresh in the fourth quarter and not absolutely get folded – like a used tent. Has that happened recently? A couple times. A couple times. Right. Baylor did it to you. TCU did it to you. Now, Kansas
3: State did it to you. What could we term that when what the offense does plays into what the defense is trying to do?
0: Um, Complementary football.
3: Now, is that a goal of this coaching staff? It was,
0: it was in the, the very first press conference that Joey McGuire gave, yes.
3: So it sounds like in order to practice what we preach, we need to run the damn ball.
0: Spencer says, run until they stop it. The running backs have been so great. Let them
3: eat. Let them eat. Run the ball till hell freezes over and then run it on ice. We're
0: going to get him on the run. We're going to keep him on the run. What's that from?
3: I don't know. Rudy. Um, Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. Is that his best song? Sure. I don't know that I could give you another dude.
0: Run on empty? Who's saying that?
3: If Texas Tech drops a hype video with "Born Tom to Petty? Run" and it's just all highlights of Rod and, and Taj going off, Man,
0: that'd be like thirty seconds.
3: <laughs> oh, from previous years too. Oh, we could stretch that up. Or or the uh, the post game like the the cinematic recap if we win after oh, yeah. handing the ball off forty times.
0: Baby, I was born to run. I need it. That makes a picks.
3: Yes, the picks sponsored by our friends over at Diversified Lenders. Sometimes Diversified Lenders sponsors the mailbag today. Oh, they sponsor do that. the picks. You do
1: both. Yeah,
3: Diversifiedlenders.com. Turn your accounts receivable into cash. I was almost took another swing at that fly. Um, let's see the picks. The picks. Where's my action app? There it is. Okay, Big Twelve, Iowa State. This is this is crazy. That's wild. Imagine saying this three weeks ago. Iowa State giving one and a half on the road in Stillwater. That's
0: pretty crazy. Who's starting for Oklahoma State? Is it I, Gunner?
3: I don't know. Spencer Sanders back? This is probably one I would not touch with a 10-foot
0: pole. No. Not touching
3: it at all. Having said that, give me Oklahoma State. Because they burned me so bad the last two weeks were, we're due. Right. And so getting a point and a half at home, i whatever i'm not putting much thought or analysis into this i could they're probably gonna prove me wrong and lose by 20 again, the
0: total is 48 and a half
3: now that, that's an iowa state total that is not a typical oklahoma state total
0: thinking of the future now i'm still focused on kansas
3: right you and i are both
0: locked in locked in on kansas but if i State say wins this and you beat kansas you're both going for bowl eligibility and aims
3: yes there's still a path for all 10 Big 12 teams to get bowl eligible. I need I, it. I would love that. I need it. Now, it would require West Virginia to win the next three. Right. But and they they play some teams. Even if we're a nine-bid league, I would take that. Oh, yeah. Because if Iowa State won this week. It might weekend, push
0: you to the Lockheed you know, Armed Forces Bowl, but I'm fine with that.
3: If Iowa State wins this week as a favorite, they could still take the elder Texas Tech, which is, of course, what we'd be rooting for, and then win yeah. on the final weekend of the season. To punch their ticket to bowl eligibility.
0: Against TCU.
3: Oh, okay. I forgot that. Even better. What if TCU loses the next three and doesn't play for the Big 12 title? Not counting on it, but that would be cool.
0: Would that be Texas and Baylor?
3: Probably. Or or Kansas State.
0: Baylor blackout. Did we ever talk about that?
3: Not yet. Do Was want, that
0: before the... Do
3: you want to talk about Baylor, K-State right now?
0: Yeah, I would take the under in... Uh, 53. At 48 and a half, by the way. Sorry, Iowa State. Okay. Baylor blackout, Kansas State. And, uh, Baylor's minus two and a half. Not ranked.
3: Same record though.
0: Is Baylor hot? Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna ride the hot hand. I I know Kansas State just won uh, like 48 to nothing in the loss to Texas. Um, so they're not like cold, but I'm gonna ride the hot hand in Baylor. Does Kansas State know who their quarterback is? They they were really good with Will Howard, and then they put A.J. Martinez in. Now, they made it a game.
3: I'm taking the Bears as well. Usually in a game like this, home favorite, you'd have to like tease it down through the three, but they're only given two and a half. Kind of meaningless points. Like I know, yeah, you can win a game by one or two, but I feel pretty good about that. Baylor's playing for a shot to... Stay alive in the Big 12 title race. This is like the game that they need because they would knock Kansas State down to three conference losses. So yeah, give me the Bears blackout environment, and uh, I'm curious to see the the styles of play because if it is Adrian Martinez, you'd have both teams wanting to run the ball.
0: Yeah, that'd be a grind yeah. of a
3: game. Now, if it's Will Howard, then you get the contrast in styles. So, it's kind of a game of like who is able to. Who
0: has a better defense?
3: Who's able to play their game better? Yeah. So, give me the Bears. Duh Did you Bears. want to talk about the blackout? Do you think that's Bush League? Well, I don't. I mean, are they going to wear black?
0: Probably. I guess. Yeah, they've done it before. Interesting. I mean, the fans have been begging for it. Drake C. Toll, your friend, has been.
3: Another. You want another prediction about that game? Yeah. Fox Sports One. What did you say? It's on Fox Sports One. Oh, Fox Sports One. Fox. Did I say something else? (laughs) I don't know. It will go over 1 million viewers. (coughs) And if you read our article on Patreon about Fox Sports One TV data, you will understand the significance of that number.
0: At 6 p.m., over a million.
3: Over a million. And even if it doesn't quite clear it, if it goes 800,000 or more, that's still a good number for FS1. But if it goes a million, that'll be the third or fourth fourth Big 12 game to eclipse that number just this season. Remaining Big 12 teams. Not living off of OU in Texas. I was swatting the fly as I said that, and it made me look really dismissive of OU in Texas. It's like, not OU in Texas. So I think the Big 12 is going to put up another good TV data point. We'll see.
0: Speaking of data points, TCU needs to keep winning, but they are number four in the playoff rankings. Uh, on or off that? No. Off. I like it in respects that I don't think they'll keep winning, but I think they have the resume that... Oh, yeah. just It makes me feel good about the Big 12 moving forward that TCU in this respect without playing Texas yet, can be at four, and and the Big 12 has a little bit of respect here.
3: Yeah, without having to play LSU in the non-con.
0: I don't think they'll finish there.
3: Right, yeah. No, but it is good to see the resume get the respect it deserves. It's just kind of a moot point in early November when they're going to be a touchdown dog on the road this weekend. Wild. The Baylor game, I don't know if that's in Waco or Fort Worth, but I would imagine the line on that one is very close either way. And then they have the Big 12 Championship game, and I don't think they'll get in at one loss unless, unless there's just a ton of losses around them in the playoff rankings. So the odds that they lose at least one of those three games and miss the playoff, I think, are pretty high. So I'm not betting on them to finish there.
0: Is your emotional hedge in this TCU game that you're just hammering plus seven?
3: Um, I, I can't decide who I would prefer to win because like on one hand... I don't want TCU to make the playoff, but on the other, I don't want Texas to win the Big Twelve. They don't want them sneaking in there on their way out, and so like if if TCU could win this one and then lose to Baylor, they'd be out of the playoff and Texas would be out of the Big Twelve title race. That'd be my ultimate preferred outcome. But the more these wins that TCU notches, the closer they are to like a win and end type scenario. So I don't know. I I really am not sure who I'm rooting for, but I, I think that TCU. Has played well enough in the second half of games, and Texas under Sarkisian has collapsed enough in second in second half of games yeah. that even if TCU doesn't like come storming back to win it, if they're losing at halftime, I think they'll make it a very competitive game. Getting a full touchdown as one of the best teams in the country, I I would usually take that. Have
1: you
0: been hearing or getting uh, panicked texts that TCU is pirating your uh, recruiting class here at Texas Tech?
3: I have not heard anything about that. Uh,
0: I've been getting very worried messages about this.
3: From people who deserve to be worried or just fans freaking out? It, uh, it fans.
0: Fans freaking out.
3: By the way, I actually got this at 7.5. Oh, wow. So love it. Plus 7.5? Yeah.
0: I sprinkled a little bit on the money line. Plus 2. TCU money line? Plus 2.10. It, I also have plus 7. Uh, I would not take the money line, but I think I'm going to pick the over as well at That's
3: 65. Yeah. Okay. Both explosive offenses.
0: Do you know what I have not done this week?
3: What have you not done this week? I've not done the Big 12 pick them. <laughs> I should, should I probably get that out. Had like one fleeting thought about that earlier today. Yeah. And then I've been busy, man. Yeah.
0: I'll do that today, tonight. Um, Oklahoma at West Virginia. West Virginia plus 8. This is the highest total in the Big 12 this week at 67.
3: Man, it's so hard to gauge how a team in West Virginia's position is going to play. Are they cornered animal fighting for their lives, or are they just completely dejected?
0: And they're pretty good in Morgantown historically, but will they be good this week? And is, is Oklahoma figuring things out? I think so. I do too. I would take Oklahoma minus eight. I would have loved to have taken them on Sunday at minus five and a half. um, But I think I would still take them at eight. I don't think I have a pick
3: on this one. I don't know. I don't have one right now. I don't feel good about anything. I'll stew on it a little bit longer. Maybe make one before kickoff. Maybe get a closing.
0: If you get a little bit of buyback, maybe with West Virginia. Maybe. Past the touchdown. Yeah, we'll see. Or even if it, Expands to closer to 10. Yeah. All right, Kansas, Texas Tech. This one opened at four and a half. It's at three and a half today. The total at 64.5. Again, that's six and three, Kansas, four and five, Texas Tech. So I'm conflicted. Still got the bean, flipping the ball around.
3: When we were on – well, we didn't do Gauchos after dark, but had we done Gauchos after dark after the TCU game, I would have predicted this line to be probably within a field goal in Texas Tech's favor, whether that was one and a half, two and a half. When it opened at five at Circa, I pounced. I thought five was a a big – Plus five. Plus five was a big number. Having said that, I do think there is a very clear – strategy that texas tech should employ i think i adequately covered that earlier what was that again in terms of you know running the damn ball. okay all right so if they play that style i think they should win this game now i'm a little bit scarred from having confidence earlier in the season and it coming back to bite you in the ass a little bit
0: Yeah. couldn't be us
3: and if we're fading the steam if 63 of the bets are on kansas as i'm showing on the action app and the number has moved um, in Texas Tech's favor. Now I'm leaning toward Texas Tech. But I locked in Kansas plus five. I'm glad I did because apparently that was good value.
0: Well, maybe you can middle if it gets past like to two and a half. You can middle. A little maybe.
3: Bit. Maybe. I probably wouldn't do that. And I did an, an emotional hedge middle. pick because this would be a tough loss to swallow. Oh, my God. Now I don't have to drive nine hours back to Kansas City with a Jayhawk spouse, like at least one of our listeners. But I would still feel pretty dejected falling to, what would that be, four and six with a loss to Kansas? Um, The answer to that question is yes, by the way.
0: Wait, is it? Yeah. I mean, I, I figured.
3: So I'm going to go with a narrow Texas Tech victory. That's kind of where I'm landing in the middle of this. But I would love to see Rob... I would love to see you try to hand the ball off 45 times and see what that does for you. You know, if it
0: doesn't work, at least we saw it, right?
3: Yeah, th- then I'll at least get off the soapbox and say, right. well, maybe there's nothing you could have done in these yeah. other games. But if I just want st- to... If you run it 45
0: times and Kansas out-physicals you, you have a lot more problems than just not running the ball enough. Which one of these is the bleep?
3: Have you seen House of Cards? Yeah. One of my favorite scenes. So he breaks the fourth wall. Well, he does that all the time.
0: But like the first time? No.
3: I'll just say it and then you can. Uh, he becomes, uh, spoiler alert, he becomes president and he's trying to pass this really ambitious. Um, we just got an inbox here. We'll, we'll look at that in a minute. He's trying to pass this really ambitious jobs bill. And he's in a room with all these advisors telling him why it's not going to work, why it can't get through Congress while it. It's illegal. It's going to get struck down. And he like slams his hand on the table and he's like, you know, y'all may, y'all may not think this is going to work. He goes, but I want us to try. Yeah. And they're like, okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. President, we got it. We'll we will try. Maybe running the ball isn't going to work, but I want us to try and then I'll shut up if it doesn't work. But to just not try against Baylor when you're going for six and a half a pop, it leaves me wondering. So I feel like Frank Underwood right now. I want us to bleep and try.
0: You excited for more Kevin Spacey content now that he's been cleared? Is he exonerated? Uh, Well, in the initial one, well, yeah, well, he settled with the other people. But, but he was exonerated in the...
3: Yeah, I haven't kept up with it. Well, him.
0: exonerated is different than... Not guilty in a jury court.
3: Right, it's like when they confirm a call versus let it stand. Right. To bring it back to sports yeah. analogy, I I don't read any Spacey's, news like that. So Spacey
0: is one of my favorite actors. Was
3: he's a great impressionist. He Im- is impressionist.
0: He is. Yeah, It's sort one of his hidden talents.
3: Yeah, and I liked him on House of Cards. But I, if he's canceled, then forget I said that. Don't like him. I Spacey. liked him. I still like good, him. Good don't, actor. I, you I,
0: can't, can't come at me with the cancel. No, I mean
3: I don't know what happened yeah. off the off the screen, so no comment there. I guess he was still he did the work. You, you also like Twenty One, huh? Yeah, but I contend he was not the main kid; like he was a supporting role. Sure, in that.
0: but he made the movie.
3: But yeah, I did like he's good and horrible bosses. I'll go back to that. I was thinking about that analogy the other day. Unusual
0: Suspects is one of my favorite movies. You keep touching me today. That's, that's for right. someone who doesn't want to be my co host. I didn't say I didn't want to be your co host.
3: I was thinking about the Monty Hall problem. Uh huh. It, it benefits you to switch and to take the risk. I was thinking about that in terms of like the analytics and busting on 16 uh-huh. or hitting on 16, knowing that you're probably going to bust, but it still increases your odds of winning. Now I feel that way about running the ball. It's like we've seen what's behind the other door when you try to pass it 62 times a game and it hasn't worked. Maybe the switch won't pay off for you, but like, let's switch doors, run right. the damn ball, and see how it works out. Maybe we'll win a brand new car, and maybe we will draw a five by hitting on 16, yeah. employing this strategy.
0: I think the implication, though, is that there is potential success behind the door, which we think there is, uh, but the reality may be that there is no success behind any door and it's just year zero, and you can move on to next year and be fine.
3: Yes. In the Monty Hall problem, you there's, can, there's you can switch. definite success. You can Well, you can switch doors and still lose. Right. So, yeah, no, it's not guaranteed, but I want I to see us try.
0: But behind one of the doors is a successful venture in the right. Monty Hall problem. In this problem, in the, in the Kitley problem, yeah, there could just be no
3: success. Maybe all three of the quarterbacks don't work. Maybe running the ball doesn't work. Maybe tempo or slowing it down doesn't work. It's possible. But how are you gonna know unless you
0: In my opinion, though, to mix my sports metaphors, running the ball would be a slam dunk.
3: Can I tell you a pet peeve of mine? To
0: mix sports metaphors?
3: Yes. Like when somebody on Twitter called Tim Tadlock a slam dunk hire. Uh huh. I was like, I do not disagree with the sentiment. Sure. But home run hire was well, right there. Touchdown for you. was right there, man. <laughs> that was a flea flicker. Two-point conversion higher. This will be Shuck's first start
0: since Murray State. Do they start the game with a flea flicker?
3: If they hand the ball off on the first play of the game, only to then toss it back to Tyler Shuck so he can launch it 40 yards downfield. Could that be
0: the biggest middle finger? I am getting up and leaving
3: the stadium. You know what that would tell me? That would tell me that Zach Kittle listens to this podcast and he freaking hates me. He's like, I'm just going to troll one of the guys on <laughs> oh that podcast. Oh, my God, that would be so funny. I, I would get up and leave the stadium. I'm, I'm not kidding you. That would be so good. Or like a double reverse pass. I'd, be, oh I'd my God. be done. I'd be like, yes, hand the ball. Oh, no, what are y'all doing? No! Yeah, four handoffs on the play, and then it was still a throw. <laughs> Especially if it's like a two-back set. Like, Taj and Rod both go out there. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. Let's run the ball. What and then Roger, do that.
0: What if Sarajic gets the ball and then throws it? Oh, my
3: God. <laughs> Oh, like I don't even want to throw oh in it with our God. starting quarterbacks. Let's yeah. not start letting receivers and running backs do double passes. Just to hand the ball off. All right, you want to get to the Discord mailbag? Yeah, you got it. Yes, sir. I say that, I'm in the wrong channel. We have too many channels. If any of the mods are not asleep at the wheel on uh, the Discord, we could. I think Mr. Rudy is going to ban me for saying that. Okay, thoughts on Conference USA going midweek in October next year. They're, they announced kind of like Maxion, They're going to play, I guess, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights.
0: I like it. I think the less Saturday football that you have to compete with if you're going to stay on Saturdays, the better.
3: <laughs> 100% agreed. Yeah, I think it's good, especially for the group of five conferences, to do this. It's advantageous for you. And I know fans – want Saturday games and like it's harder to make it to Lubbock if there's a Thursday night or Friday night game but they do it for TV like you and I are not going to watch the Mac when there are Big Ten SEC Big 12 games on no on a Wednesday night when there's no NFL no high school no college. yeah I'll watch some action and I think this should be a a small part of the Big 12 strategy moving forward I think they should play on Friday nights just one game Everybody only has to do it like once every season or two. But I think you should take advantage of some of those windows because the same game that you play on a Friday night, if you're playing it at 11 a.m. on a Saturday on ESPN+, Plus, yeah, you're going to be drowned out by the noise. If the American Athletic Conference can get pretty decent ratings on a Friday night, I think the Big 12 should do it as well. That's part of why the Pac-12 has done okay, is they find so many windows where they don't have to compete with other right. yeah. teams, whether it's Friday or at midnight, that more – more on that in the Patreon article. I think I've plugged that enough. Patreon.com slash gambling gauchos. Yeah. To me, it was a fascinating read. As a, as a numbers nerd, some people would probably be bored to tears reading it. But if you're interested in that like TV rating stuff that everybody's been talking about. I enjoyed it. The Pac-12 is fraudulent. But they do it in a way that the Big 12 could also take advantage of. Just start playing on Friday nights. So I think it's good for Conference USA to do that. Do I have to wear a Hawaiian tech shirt when I'm at the Maui Invitational?
0: No. Uh congratulations though on going to Maui. It's kind of a humble brag there. Who was that? Mr. Root. Nice.
3: I would. Yeah. In what other circumstance would you have the opportunity to wear a Hawaiian shirt to a Texas Tech basketball game?
0: Is it the one with double T's on it? Because they
3: sell those. Maybe. I think that's a good that's you an appropriate. Barbecue. Fit. Yeah. If he put that in the game day threads channel on Discord, I would Oh yeah. I, I would applaud him. People would go crazy. Who will be the Texas Tech player of the game versus Kansas?
0: Well, you would hope, Sir Rodrick Cartage, huh?
3: Yeah, if it's Tyler Shuck because he went like 38 of 52 for 400 yards. One, I'll admit I was wrong, but two, I'll also be pretty skeptical that that I'll, stat line ever happened.
0: I'll have plenty of crow to eat if that ever happens.
3: I hope it, I hope it's. I hope it's a co-player of the game. Your two running backs and your offensive line.
0: I think you also have. That's like one of those tin leg turkeys that Madden used to hand out. Yes, players of the game.
3: I think Randy Moss got a few of those against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, just by like torching them. <laughs> I don't remember that. Is that does that happened. I remember. Yeah, I think it was like who the Tony, greatest.
1: Do you
0: remember Tony Dorsett had the ninety nine yard run against? On Monday Night Football?
3: The greatest stat line in NFL wide receiver history. Randy Moss on Thanksgiving.
0: No, that was Calvin Johnson against the Cowboys. No. Go look.
3: Three receptions. No. 196 yards, three touchdowns. Calvin Something Johnson, like that.
0: Calvin Johnson had 300 yards against the Cowboys once.
3: Yeah, but on on way higher volume. Ma- I
0: bet it was like six catches. Moss touched the ball three times. Uh, well, let's go look because that's pretty good. But Tony Dorsett let's from Google the that. end zone.
3: Uh, 99-yard run against the Vikings. Okay, okay Boomer. Who's Tony Dorsett? <sighs> Randy Moss is better as a Patriot. I'm not old enough to remember past Emmitt Smith.
0: Randy Moss is better as a Patriot. <laughs> he was. He set the NFL record. Can you believe well, how good he was with a good quarterback? He had to suffer with Dante Culpepper for all those years. Hey,
3: Randall Cunningham and Dante Culpepper had some good seasons. Because what, they had with, Randy Moss. Moss. <laughs> do you remember when they started 8-0? Do you remember
0: when they started 8-0 and, oh and then went 0-8? Oh Did that happen?
3: Yeah. Do you with remember Dante Culpepper? Do
0: you remember? I think that was Dennis Green.
3: I think this was also involving the Cowboys. They missed their draft pick in the first round, like (laughs) they were picking 16th, and they didn't get it in on time. The Vikings, yeah, and so the Cowboys were the next draft pick, so they like leapfrogged the Vikings, and the Vikings got like the pick after the Cowboys.
0: I have never heard of that. optical look and see who it was. I think it
3: wound up being like not a huge deal because both teams got who they were going to pick anyway. But it's just one of those embarrassing things. Like, how do you not get your pick in on time?
0: Yeah, you have 10 minutes in the
3: first round. When you have months of making your big board, like That's you should hilarious. know who you're taking at 17 or 16, whatever it was. I think that was when Mike Tice was the head oh coach. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> There's some dark periods there, man. Oh, in both franchises. Yeah. You never had a Chan Gailey. Your head coach never got fired and then went to be the DB's coach at Kansas.
3: <laughs> uh, not yet, anyway. Yeah. I wonder what Kevin O'Connell is going to do in three years after his after star burns out. out. Yeah. Because we'll go like 12 and four this year, and then next year it'll be like nine and eight. Yeah. And then the year after that it'll be three and 14,
0: 12 and five.
3: And then it's like, you play okay, now years. what? Because I feel like every young hotshot offensive coordinator who comes in and does this, yeah, they get figured out and then it's it's the Dol- all downhill
0: like, when did the dolphins get figured out?
3: Oh, because that's the a, current.
0: Yeah. Cause that, that offense is incredible to watch.
3: Well they, they have a young quarterback. We we have a quarterback in his like mid thirties. Best
0: quarterback in the NFC though. Well,
3: yeah, but there's a there's an expiration date on that. Or I thought there was. I also
0: think that's a little bit of a who else kind of conversation. Yeah. All the good quarterbacks are in the AFC. True. All the great quarterbacks.
3: That's part of the take.
0: Leading passer in the NFL. Who is it? Currently? Yep. Yardage. Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes, a Texas Tech Red Raider. Leading tackler in the NFL. Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks, a Texas Tech Red Raider. From here it's possible. Do we have any other questions, or is it time for final thoughts? Yeah, here's one. Was NFL talking of guy talk, or... Was that too sports No, we should
3: should talk about that on our next road trip. Okay. Damn, I had a question earlier today and forgot it. Uh, I don't know if this is the question he forgot or a different one. Where's Tyler King? That's a good question. I have not seen him play. I was told on credible authority that he was going to play this year. We did hear that before the season, that he had a really good camp. Was he hurt? He got hurt late. I kind of wonder if he got hurt and then they just made the decision like, maybe you'll see him from this point forward because he can play four games. Right and not burn his red shirt. But I bet that probably went into the equation of like, okay, well, he can either play six games or he can play four in red shirt. Hadn't seen much Jordan Brown either. Well, he he got a shot versus Oklahoma State and Uh I think kind of blew it because he was not on the same page as Morton and it cost us on, I think it was a fourth and six. So I wonder if that was his chance to earn some playing time and maybe that wasn't taken advantage of. Where's Malik Ondigo? Um, living life. He's not on the team. (laughs) I didn't ever see, like,
0: I I noticed that today I was looking around at the box score and I was like, there's no Malik Andigo on there. So, um, Jeff Goodman. Yeah.
3: Oh, uh, do we have to? I'm not going to go where you think I'm going. Okay. He... Pretty obviously trolls, Texas Tech fans. Yes. We try to keep our engagement to a minimum. I quote tweeted him once. All hell, Chris Beard. Calling him out for the engagement bait and yeah. like, hey, we engage in engagement bait. I'm not for knocking sure. it. Yeah, Mark Adams tweets, this is within the last 30 minutes, had fun talking to Andy Katz today. Be nice to him this season, Red Raider Nation. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, hey, this guy is cool. Don't pounce on every...
0: Did Andy Katz beg to be on Mark Adams' uh, show that he hosts every week? I don't know. Do you remember Andy Katz wanted to be on Fireside Chat so bad he like drew a fire on a whiteboard and interviewed uh, Chris Beard?
3: Can we talk Goodman for like three minutes, or do you just not want to go there?
0: That a-hole, Jeff Goodman, Here we go. <clears throat> thinks that everything that happens at Texas Tech was Chris Beard would they have been to the National Championship game if Norris Sodiase wasn't around? Doubt it. He gave the impassioned speech after Kansas, the blowout. He initiated the no phones in the hotel. He was the reason they were so focused. He lived the culture. And he was recruited by Tubby Smith, Keenan Evans, Justin Gray. But... More than that, it's year two of Mark Adams. The success that Mark Adams has is Mark Adams. And Mark Adams was here for all five years that Chris Beard was here. And so to say that everything that happens right now is because of the god of basketball, Chris Beard, is just such bullcrap.
3: When he keeps intentionally robfuscating, when fans respond and be like, hey, Tubby Smith deserves some credit too, Tubby Smith... I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. This is close enough. He went something like or excuse me, Texas Tech went something like twelve and sixty-eight in conference play the five years before he got, it, or like sixteen yeah. and eighty-two, something stupid like that. That
0: seems high on the wins.
3: Nineteen percent win percentage in Big Twelve play the half decade before Tubby Smith gets here. Yeah. He has no uh basically no fan support. Like Zero. Students wanna don't want to go to the games. You you can't win recruiting battles. What he does immediately. He recruits four guys, Keenan Evans, Justin Gray, Zach Smith, North Odiasse. Yep. By year three, from literally a pile of rubble, he builds a foundation, an NCAA tournament team that went 500 in Big 12 play, which is borderline miraculous in year three coming off of what we were before Tubby Smith got here. Chris Beard – I'm going to go off on another tangent about Beard in a second, but I'm going to finish this point first. Chris Beard certainly took that foundation, that tournament team, that roster – Made them not just next level better, but multiple levels better. Because there's a difference between qualifying for the tournament as an eight or nine seed and losing in the first round and going to the Elite Eight, which is what Chris Beard did in year two. But the core of that team, besides a couple of freshmen, Jared Culver and Zaire Smith that Chris Beard recruited, the core of that team was Zach Smith, Lawrence Odiasse, Justin Gray, Keenan Evans. Would be Big 12 Player of the Year. Had he not been injured. If not for a foot injury, Keenan Evans. That Keenan Evans. So Goodman's shtick on, like, well, it's all Beard, and Beard built the whole thing. No. You were knocked over by a tornado. Tubby Smith laid the foundation. Chris Beard built a really nice house, mansion, on that foundation. And then Mark Adams moved in, and things kept turning just fine. So I'm not I'm not trying to discredit anything Beard did here, which is what Goodman is accusing our fan base of doing. And he keeps poking the bears like, No Texas Tech fans will admit this, but da-da-da-da-da. Because he's trying to give credit for the atmosphere at the USA all to Beard. Look, there were some packed houses when Tubby was here. I was a student when Tubby was here. We stormed the court multiple times when we beat ranked Baylor, ranked Oklahoma State, ranked Oklahoma. Yeah. You beat good teams when Tubby was here in front of packed houses, energetic crowds. Did it go to another level under Beard? Yes. Did it go to another level under Adams? Yes. Yes. I just don't get why only one guy can get credit for the state of Texas Tech basketball today.
0: Why, well, why, can, why, can, why do have to game
3: one? Why can't I say the crowd at the USA today is elite? And credit for that goes to Mark Adams, Chris Beard, Tubby Smith, the Texas Tech administration, the Texas Tech students, the Texas Tech season ticket holders. Bob the, Knight. The players. Yeah, Bob Knight. If you want to go back further, to act like James Dickey. basketball just wasn't a thing here. Until Chris Spear took us to an Elite Eight, is the, the USA just wrong.
0: wouldn't have been built if James Dickey didn't have a hot streak in the late nineties. Yeah. So, and, th- and it wouldn't have been built if Bob Knight wasn't like, "Oh yeah, I'll come, coach, if you build that."
3: That's my only point. Is let's let's put some damn respect on Tubby Smith's name for the players he brought in for rebuilding one of the worst high major basketball programs into an NCAA tournament team, and it didn't take him six years to do it. He did it in year three. Yeah. And then Beard took it to another level. My other tangent on Chris Beard, it's similar to my mindset and my feelings toward Mike Leach. Was really not a fan of Mike Leach. Beating him in the Liberty Bowl offered some closure. Now I'm, I'm pretty neutral. Yeah. I wouldn't go as far as say I'm neutral toward Chris Beard, but last season, sweeping them, going further than them in the tournament, and the way that Adams has been able to sustain the recruiting, the student section energy, the winning on the court... I'm kind of not bitter about it, like I was Beard, in the immediate aftermath.
0: Beard was 500 or below in conference play two years in a row after going to the national championship, and Mark Adams walks in and you go 12-6 and six in conference play.
3: Yeah. I. But, I mean, do you, do you feel the same sense of, like, last year there was a lot of energy about Chris Beard. Do you think that has waned as time has gone on and as you beat yes. him head-to-head? Head? Yeah. I do, too. And so yeah. I don't think – I think Goodman is also perpetuating this, like, oh, there's this ongoing beef among Texas Tech fans in Beard. There was definitely that last season. This year, I think it has and will continue to kind of be at a lower level than it, will it was last year. It
0: will always be there. I hope someday it, it diminishes a bit because I think that Chris Beard does deserve his kind of place in Texas Tech history, but he chose to leave. He chose to go to Texas – and he tried to destroy the program as he left. There's a reason why the majority of Tech fans don't like him mm-hmm. and don't want to prescribe a bunch of success his way. Now, when we're talking about, I don't know, who, uh, uh, who's moderately successful recently? Like, w- when you're talking about... Porter Moser. Porter Moser's success, you say, man, Lon Kruger. There's a lot of that success. No. Hey, hey well, Mike Boynton, a lot of success there. Frank Underwood or whatever. Brad Underwood was a great success there.
3: I mean, I would tip my hat to Lon Kruger. He's a Hall of Fame coach. But also, I wouldn't feel the need to belittle anything Porter Moser does from this point forward and say, well, none of that is there without Lon Kruger.
0: I, I just don't get the point of it.
3: Or like beyond... How about Bill Self? Does Bill Self win a national championship without the foundation that Roy Williams laid at Kansas?
0: No. Does anybody play that game? Like, if John Shire's good this year... Is everyone going to be like, well, it's all Coach K? Uh,
3: no. They'll be like, wow, this is so impressive for a first-year, first-time head coach. What was the what, what's the guy's name? At,
0: uh, North Carolina that just went to the national championship game? Oh. Huber? Hubert? Yeah. Hubie? Hubie Davis? Hubert Davis. Whatever his name is. Were, were a lot of people just tweeting, nah, it's a Roy Williams roster? No. Like, why? why do we need to go back to Chris Beard? And freaking Mark Adams was at the... The, the USA the entire time. He was the defensive coordinator. And what was, what is the whole Big 12? I'm like screaming right now. What was the whole Big 12? Why, why did Baylor win a national championship? Jerome Tang. Because they went to the no middle defense. Yeah. And did it better than Texas Tech.
3: And had a better offensive team. Does Mark Adams get credit for that? He brought it to the Big 12. I, I just don't get Goodman's, well, I do get it because he's, he's, It's all engagement bait. He's buddies with Beard and it's engagement bait. But I just, I just don't think it's that hard to have a nuanced take and say, Chris Beard deserves credit for taking Texas Tech to the next level. There's just no reason to tweet it at all. Right. There's not. Zero. Yeah. No, it, it, it was it was Jeff Haxton who he was quote tweeting, right? Yes. It's just a shot of the crowd. There's no commentary about Beard until Goodman. No. Texas Tech fans it. aren't going to want to hear this, but this is all due to Chris Beard. Like, no. There were atmospheres like that when Tubby Smith was here. And again, multiple people. Can share the credit for Texas Tech's current success,
0: even if there weren't. Who went eighteen and zero last year? Yeah, at home
3: with what three returning guys? Or okay, five if you count like Nadoni and Buzo, but Silva, Shannon, and K Mac. But other than that, they overhauled the entire roster, and they did it again this year. When there are zero well, those beard guys
0: players are, on the roster right now. Zero.
3: Uh, Jalen Tyson. Okay. <laughs> How'd that work?
2: Well, I guess Pacho, too. Let me ask
3: you this. When Jalen Tyson wins Big 12 Player of the Year next season, what is Goodman's take going to be on that? Well, Jalen Tyson, you know, he developed for one semester under Chris Beard, heavily recruited by Chris Beard. No. Texas Tech fans aren't going to want to hear this. I mean, it's just ridiculous.
0: Uh, This off the chat, Rothstein appreciates Mark Adams, though. Uh, Rothstein has me blocked, so that guy can
3: um jeff goodman hates john rothstein w- which is funny because his reasoning for it is like you know some of my colleagues have no professional decorum and standards it's not real journalism and i'm like You're engagement baiting a giant fan base that you know will just quote tweet you so like, yeah, is, is john rothstein is it hard-hitting journalism to do the it spreads the defense never rests tougher than a weekend at your in-laws crap no but it's also not... He does the same stuff. It's not that different than what Goodman does. They they, bo- they both see a guy tweet something and say, sources say, bullshit, <laughs> your sources are saying that. You just read it off the guy's Twitter. Or Chris Beard texts Jeff Goodman and says, hey, uh, Jeff, tweet this. And Jeff Goodman goes, the sense inside the Texas locker room is that da-da-da, and that's all it is. So I I, I think that's funny that Jeff Goodman like looks down his nose at uh, John Rothstein. I, I enjoy falling both in. I don't like... I'm not a Goodman hater anymore. I've been converted. But I wish you would quit poking the bear with the Texas Tech fans. And y'all the don't bear. have... What?
0: The bear. It's just a funny use of... Poke the bear. I know, it's but like just
3: you saying it. Why?
0: Well, just your oh, history the, with bears. Because I'm and, the guy who can And then, Mark, Ad, and then Mark Adams boxing the
3: bear. Oh, Jesus. It's 751. Yeah. You ready? Final thoughts? Um, you don't have to engage with Jeff Goodman if you don't want to, uh, run the damn ball. Love y'all.